time now for the Rural News with Kim Moody in Ōtautahi. Kia ora Kim, and lower prices for wool loom as international demand slows. That's right, Marnie. Wool hasn't been immune to the weakening in commodity prices. Every auction since mid-spring has brought a new set of price decreases throughout the range of wools on offer, and prices for coarse wools are heading back towards the low scene through 2021. Hawke's Bay wool, wool broker and owner of Wright Wool, Philippa Wright, says it's dreadful calling farmers to tell them what their wool has sold for. Well, it's been really sad. It's, it's, it's very concerning and it's um, quite frightening actually. It just seems to keep going down. But there are so many things going on in the world that none of us can do anything about. So I think we're all sitting on our hands trying to work out um, how long we can virtually wait it out. With China closed down, they're still taking the majority of merino wool, but they're certainly only taking a very, very small amount of strong wool. Ms Wright says the high price of fuel in Europe means many processors are not operating their factories. She, ex- she expects prices will remain soft next year, but says there are things farmers can do to try get better prices. Just keep preparing your wool as well as you can, even though you're limiting how many people that you've got working in the shed. Because believe me, for people like us, it is so much more difficult trying to sell wool that's poorly put together, that's not been skirted, that's that's thrown in without any thought. It really is difficult. And then it costs them more because we have to sell it on its own or, or you know, or not even able to, you know, get a get a buyer for it. And I know it's frustrating, but it really, really is important that we keep our standards up. Philippa Wright says despite falling prices, she remains positive about the long-term future of wool. I've just recently been to IWTO in Nuremberg and Hugo Boss, the um, designer, you know, the men's. So men's wear has, you know, they've stopped wearing formal suits to the degree that they were because of COVID and people working from home and just the change in fashion for the younger workers. But they've started using a, a really fine knit and when I was there, they showed us a suit that they made, a man's suit, and it was absolutely stunning. Not something that my partner might perhaps wear because it had a loose loose <laughs> top, you know, almost like a tracksuit top of his trouser. But I was thinking of my 28-year-old son, and I thought, he'll definitely wear that because it's so comfortable. Philippa Wright says as more fashion brands look to make sustainable changes, wool is only going to increase in popularity. Increasing prices of dairy products and fresh fruit and vegetables means overall food prices were nearly 11% higher in November than a year ago. StatsNZ figures show fruit and vegetable prices are up 20%, meat, poultry and fish prices increased by 12%, and grocery food prices lifted 10%. Consumer Prices Manager James Mitchell says increasing prices for cheddar cheese, yoghurt and standard two-litre milk were the largest drivers within grocery food. He says food prices Prices normally drop in November due to falling fruit and veggie prices. However, they didn't fall in much in no. However, they didn't fall as much in November as they typically do. Meat Company Alliance wants to increase the amount of meat works which have authority to send products to Malaysia to grow its market share there. General Manager of Sales Shane Kingston says they have a long-standing relationship with the country, but are looking at how they can get more sheep meat into the market. 
There's only five New Zealand plants registered and has Malaysian market access. We have one. And so a significant portion of that plant product and Pekeri goes to Malaysia on an annual on an annual basis. But again, we're looking to extend our profile within that marketplace. But ultimately, we need more plants listed to support more volume going to the marketplace. He says Alliance will work alongside the Ministry of Primary Industries, which is in contact with Malaysian authorities, to extend the amount of plants which have market access. Mr Kingston, who's just returned from a market research trip to Malaysia and South Korea, says the growth potential in Southeast Asia is huge. At a headline level, it's all about diversification. There's a subtext piece to it, which is obviously we don't want to be dependent on any one market, whether that's UK, US, China or other. Um, So it's all about building breadth of portfolio and building breadth of geography. And ultimately, it's also about supporting the utilisation of the parks more effectively. So when you look at the products and the cuts that these other markets take, particularly Korea with the barbecue restaurant style, that opens up some opportunity to potentially generate more value from other parts of the um, carcass. And that's really what we're trying to do. So it's a de-risk diversified market strategy, but it's also a kind of increased carcass utilisation strategy. Shane Kingston, General Manager of Sales at Alliance. As you may have heard in the business news, dairy giant Fonterra has sold its last significant overseas asset. It sold its Brazil business, Dairy Partners Americas, which it jointly operates with Nestle. It sold for $210 million to French dairy company Lactalis. Fonterra Chief Executive Miles Hurrell says the sale aligns with the co-op strategy of prioritising its focus on New Zealand milk. And lastly, fishing company Sanford has ordered a new hybrid boat, which it hopes will reduce emissions. The diesel-electric vessel, being built in the Netherlands, will be used to catch scampi in the Southern Ocean. Spokesperson Colin Williams says Sanford will eventually have three of the hybrid boats, which will contribute towards the company's goal of reducing its emissions by 25% by 2030. Four officers attended a property on Waynes Road. Colin Williams says the boats, the first boats, expected to be finished in 2025. As we said earlier, uh, Sanford will eventually have three of these hybrid boats, and aims to that, that aims to contribute to the company's goal of reducing its emissions by 25 percent by 2030. The use of diesel electric propulsion, which produces our CO2 outputs, we're going to CO2 refrigerants. So that is less harmful to the environment. The habitation or the accommodation on the ship is going to be much, much better for our crews and our people. The sea keeping capabilities of the vessel will be significantly improved. Um, yeah, so it's going to be a really jump step for us to get a modern vessel. And that's the rural news for today. Koirante Purongo, Ote Tai Whenua.